once you commit to it, like, yeah, again, get out of your comfort zone. Like, it may not always be perfect. Like, we're going to, you know, we're going to ebb and flow along the pathway, mm-hmm. but we've committed to this. Let's actually commit. Like, don't, you know, if you're going to commit to it, go. Mm-hmm. Like, jump. Like, yep. don't just stand on the end of the diving board saying, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's like, no, just go. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our cup of coffee. Before we get started, I do want to invite you, if you haven't already, to make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We've got a brand new episode coming out every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., and I don't want you to miss a single episode of it. So you can do that one of two ways. If you want to see the video version, we're on YouTube and Facebook. Make sure you follow and subscribe there. Uh, But we also have all of the audio versions available. You can find out more and click on the link to the platform that you prefer by visiting lockdoc.net slash podcast. It's all there for you. You'll be able to uh, subscribe and make sure you're ready for the latest episodes. I want to also ask you, if you haven't already, make sure you share this episode with somebody. We've got lots of good information coming down the pipeline from our guest today, Adam Bratton. Lots of great information. He kind of runs two different organizations, and he's going to be talking about both of them intertwined, Human Power Movement and MJ Bratton Consulting. And we'll explain kind of the understanding around all of that. The topic, the focus of the topic is going to be a lot about how to make things happen, how to get things done. What is the motivator around moving from an idea to the execution? And we're going to break down a lot of that in the conversation today. So make sure you grab a pen and a paper, grab a notebook, uh, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready because this conversation's coming at you next. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes, and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Adam, welcome aboard. Welcome to the uh, the podcast. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Uh, you showed up with stickers. You showed up with <laughs> coffee. You showed up with with beer. I mean, what else is there? It's right. You can you can come back whenever you want. <laughs> there it is. Um, we're it's, gonna, my ice, it's my icebreaker. <laughs> it's your icebreaker. Well, we're going to jump into some icebreakers with rapid fire, five Perfect. randomly selected questions just to get under your skin with unknown point values. Okay. And then we're going to jump into a pretty interesting conversation. And um, j- just to give the viewers and the listeners a little bit of a preview, because we've been sitting here chatting for the na- last 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, about uh, kind of how your business operates, how you're... How you're making an impact. And from my perspective, you are helping businesses by being an integrator. Correct. And not in a integrate. So a lot of people are going to hear that and go, oh, he's he's helping put systems in place. And that's actually what it is, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're helping to bring systems to life. Exactly. Um, and so if you're, if you're familiar with the book Traction, then that's kind of some of the angle that I'm going to be coming from today. And we'll be unpacking that a little bit. But cool. we've got to get into rapid fire first. Yes, of course. Here we go. Number one, what is your most used phone app? So we're going to get off track here um, because I'm already upset at myself. Um, (laughs) Instagram, and I'm not happy about that because I, uh, again, we'll we'll go into this later, but I'm I'm terrified about how technology is kind of overwhelming us. And um, I have that thought, but also (laughs) I sit around and just flip through Instagram nonstop. So I'm, I'm an addict. Um, and I also have, you know, obviously a number of different platforms that I, that I manage. So I, I kind of have to, but 
I use it all the time, but I'm not too happy with myself. <laughs> yeah, that screen time report that comes out every Sunday, it's just like, ah, I don't want to look at that Terrifying. Right yeah. All right. That's, that's not horrible, but... Yeah. Yeah. Do you give negative points for this? I know the point values don't have any value, but do you give negative no, negative points? No. Okay. I, we don't we don't look down on you because <laughs> okay. of your Instagram addiction. Good, thank you. I, I will say, and I, we've had this conversation a lot around here. There's been several books that I've read that have really challenged me on those types of things, and I understand, like especially if it's you're kind of part of your job, because I see that as part of my job as well is understanding mm-hmm. what's going on. Sure, but I've also had to. Uh, Gary V is a big mm-hmm. proponent of this. He talks about. Uh, creating more than you consume. Right. Especially if you're in that world, if that's, right. that's part of it. And so I've been very, I've had to be very uh, structured with my screen time settings where I have a very strict limitation of the amount of social media that, yep. because I found my, find myself so much more productive and so much more clear of thought whenever I abide by that. And I mean, I'm, I'm human as well. Right, like I, right. It's I, tough. I it's scroll. an ongoing battle. <laughs> like, what if I done? I could have read two books by exactly. the amount of time that I scrolled this the, week. I will say this. The other, uh, this is a point B yep. or answer B, um, is I, I'll stream music a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's just around the house, but sure. I always have it on. And that helps me to avoid screen time. There you go. So if I'm cooking or anything, you know, whatever in the kitchen, I've got two boys and they're just running around like a bunch of knuckleheads. I'll, uh, I'll just throw the music on instead of the TV or something. Yep. So. Um, that's probably the, the second on the list as far as the, the apps I use. Very good. All right, question number two. What actor or actress, I guess actor, would you want to play you in a movie about your life? <laughs> um, well, my first thought was to be like pick like some super handsome actor, sure. but I know that's, that's unrealistic. Um, I don't know. So I, I, I kind of have different personalities, not personalities, but I have like different approaches Mm -hmm. to where, you know, I went back to school, I got my MBA so I can do the suit and tie thing. Mm -hmm. But then I can also, you know, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt and, you know, I can kind of be the dirtbag too. So I guess it depends on what the, what the film or movie would be about, Mm -hmm. what's part of my life. Um, So I don't know if it was a more of a dirtbag piece, then that could be any number of, of issues. If it was more of a professional piece, then, um, I don't know. A lot of people have said that I look like Jim Halpert from The Office. I can see that. John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. So uh, if for nothing else, then, you know, he, he seems like a pretty pretty cool dude. So yeah. maybe I'll go with him. Uh, so, so, solid choice. Solid choice. <laughs> I was, that's what I was sitting and processing. Going, oh, yeah. Who does he look like? Yeah. And that actually popped in my head. Okay. Yeah. Question number three. What is the most unusual job you've ever heard of? Heard of? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I think like the, the, that show, the dirty jobs that mm-hmm. that kind of okay. enlightened some people to like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, I'm sure there's, there's something that's a little bit more unusual than that, but I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. Unusual jobs. I was going to say like crawling under a house or something, but that's not unusual. Yeah. Not very unusual. Maybe uh, here, okay. being an influencer, like think about like, <laughs> and I, I get it. Like yeah. you know, I understand how the world works, but I'm like that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. That, that, five years ago, mm-hmm. that would be the most random, unsuspecting job. You're like, how in the world could someone, yeah. as a job, mm-hmm. post about stuff and make a living, or be or be that influencer? It's but, not unusual now, but like yeah, it's not a couple years ago, now, you're like, but, what? But what? I, I don't. I'm, I'm interested. Like I don't know. That's a whole. That's a whole interesting topic to unpack because I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that it is very unusual. I think the term that we've applied to it 
is unusual. In, in the modern day, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's multi-level marketing. It's multi-type right. marketing from yeah. before. Yeah, like, the, the, yeah I guess that's true. <laughs> it's just transitioned to a new new, new platform, platform yeah, I guess. If you were an influencer if you had all those tears underneath you. <laughs> Gosh. Next question. Uh, I don't, don't want to get more negative points here. <laughs> uh, well, I, no, it's, it's the uh, I, there was one that I I, uh, I saw on a on a video. There was, and I, I mean, I guess practically speaking, I just never would have I never would have connected the dots in uh, in the Broadway world. Mm-hmm. There's somebody on staff that their only job is to custom craft microphones for the. Um, the cast and for the really what are they called? The thing that the you ta- wear the talent. Well, no, the clothes. Um, oh, whatever it is, the, but, the uniform. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. But we'll just go with that. <laughs> but anyway, they custom craft microphones to embed them into wigs. Really? And, yeah. I was like, I mean, See, that's I, unusual. Yeah, that's I, and that's their only job. Yeah. They, they had these this whole thing of like hundreds of custom microphones. Anyway, hey, I, I would have it, never it all known needs, that. It all needs to be done somewhere, yeah. somehow, like, somewhere. Here's a microphone. Clip it on you. Huh? Yeah. But yes. Anyway, okay. Uh, we're moving along here. Qu- question number four. Would you rather uh, do a large project independently or part of a team? So, again, I can kind of – I play in different worlds. <laughs> and, you know, it, I, I think it depends on what the goal is, right? So currently I'm building my own businesses mm-hmm. too. And so, and I love the fact that it's kind of, I'm on my own, I'm dictating everything, I'm in control of everything. But I grew up an athlete, I was a, I was a sports guy, I was a team guy, and mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I very clearly understand and see the value of working collaboratively. Mm-hmm. And so, um, again, I can kind of play in both worlds. So, I guess it just depends on the situation and what's, what's ultimately, what's the objective, what's mm-hmm. trying to be done. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the variables and kind of seeing, all right, well, is that, more advantageous to do it solo mm-hmm. or would it be to, uh, to, to be a part of a team? So which one do you enjoy the most? Uh, currently because I'm out on my own trying to build my businesses, I would say a bigger project on my own, mm-hmm. but, um, that's not, that's not to say that I don't like, you know, the collaborative effort. Yeah. Like I said before, I've, I've, I've clearly see the value in that and enjoy that environment too. For cool. Very, very good. That's sitting on the fence. That's not not really a good answer. Not going to commit, but we'll keep (laughs) on moving. Question number five. Uh, What is your standard lunch, standard office lunch? Oh, salad. Salad. And I I don't know why. I'm just a um, – I'm I'm trying to be a – and I've always been trying to be a healthy eater. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'm working from home now too, right? And so it's easy just to kind of toss together a quick salad and – Got to throw some goodies on there too, like craisins and some, maybe some goat cheese or sunflowers or something like that. So there you go. And we have a garden, so I usually try and pluck a few tomatoes or peppers off off the garden outside. It's kind of cool to literally pluck a tomato just to eat it and put it right on your salad. Three seconds later, it's pretty cool. Well done. Sir. A garden fresh salad. How's garden that sound? fresh. <laughs> Is that where that term comes Hand, from? <laughs> handcrafted garden fresh salad. There you go. Uh, well, congratulations. Uh, we'll uh, give you a score of nine hundred. And six. That's that seems good. I don't have any comparison to others, but yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a high score. S- it's a high score for me. It's on the scale. There you go. Perfect. Speaking of scale, um, have you seen? And I I just was uh, made aware of it a couple of weeks ago, and I'm I'm kind of mad about it. But uh, one bite reviews from Barstool Sports. No. Okay. 
you got to check it out. It's, <laughs> so he does one bite reviews for pizza. Oh, I think I have seen that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is kind of he he has a very specific <laughs> skill on his scoring. Yeah. He's really 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 intentional about it and my scoring system is absolutely <laughs> made up on the spot. Uh, so I like appreciate the fact that he has yeah. got so much structure behind right. it. But anyways, <laughs> the reason I say I hate it is because I've watched way too many of them and it's probably worse screen than time. There you go. See? <laughs> it sucks you in. <laughs> We understand the frustrations HOA board members and property managers face when deciding the best solution for their HOA and pool security. Should we use a keypad, hand out keys, or install a key card system? Do we even need cameras? These are some of the questions that are difficult to navigate and we're here to help. At LockDock Security, we've spent over 20 years working with homeowners associations and property managers to find the system that best fits the pool and HOA needs camera systems for the front gate or front entrance, key card systems for the pool gates, or simply updating the gate so that it meets safety and code compliance. We like to take the guesswork out of the process to answer any questions and help find the right solution. Our mission is to help you protect your people and your property, and that includes pools. Contact our team today to schedule your free consultation for your community. So on the on the um, uh, integration side, right? Yep. Bringing an idea to action. I think, I, my, I guess my question would be, from an outside perspective, a, a hot tip, right? A quick tip, because this is this is the thing that I've, I've man, I've become so keenly aware of. What seems simple for you mm-hmm. to craft that plan, that execution, it is not simple for other people. That's why they look to you. That's Correct. why they hire you. They say, hey, come come help exactly. me figure this out. Yep. What is a, a quick tip, a, a hot tip that says, hey, this is something, if you're struggling to see something come to life, you're struggling to get to the next point, what's mm-hmm. kind of the first uh, the first introductory step that you say, this is what you need to do next. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm overwhelmed. I know I need to get to here. Mm-hmm. I want to accomplish this. What is your hot tip that says, this is the first thing that you should do? So I think that's in the discovery phase, as we know, right? And it's, and it's asking questions and really understanding what the, what the true issue is, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times it's, you know, again, we're, there's too much stuff going on. I can't focus on it. And I was like, all right, well, then a decision needs to be made. Mm-hmm. saying, hey, is this important? If, it's, if it is important, then let's commit to it, whether that be resources, time, you know, mindset, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There needs to be an understanding of the expectations of resources have to be allocated towards that. Mm-hmm. If it's not important, then that's okay, right? But you then you need to be comfortable with saying, okay, well, maybe – now's not the time to get mm-hmm. where I want to get. But I think a, a really tough part of that process is really kind of understanding and having the client understand that, hey, is this something I'm willing to commit to? Because mm-hmm. if it is, then cool, let's rock and roll. Everybody wants to, everyone says, yeah, we, yeah, we want to do that. Well, but if you're not going to commit to it, mm-hmm. then you're just, you know, you're just going to fall flat on your face. Yeah. And that's going to be a waste of your time and money and resources and mine and all this other stuff. So I think that's just very important to have a, have a real honest discussion with yourself, mm-hmm. whoever it is, sure. client, whatever, and say, hey, is this something that is important mm-hmm. or is it something that's not necessarily important? I just, I, I think it is because it's it's really urgent, yeah. but it's not necessarily important. Yeah. So I think, you know, really stepping back and, and kind of doing some some pretty solid head scratching and thinking is, is super important to set that foundation. And then if it is, great. And then, and then now let's make sure we commit to it. Yeah. 
And the other part is <laughs> once you commit to it, like, yeah, again, get out of your comfort zone. Like, it may not always be perfect. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to ebb and flow along the pathway, mm-hmm. but we've committed to this. Let's actually commit. Like don't, you know, if you're going to commit to it, go mm-hmm. like jump. Like yep. don't just stand on the end of the diving board saying, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's like, no, just go. Yeah. I mean, and again, you you'll, you'll have some bumps and bruises along the way, but that's okay. That's part of the, I guess that's called growing pains, sure. whether it be in the in business environment or the personal environment or whatever it may be. And so I think those are just, you know, from a fundamental standpoint, those are kind of things that really kind of lay the foundation. And you also have to understand, too, like, what are the overarching goals? Mm-hmm. Like, if, you know, people want to say, well, I want, I want to grow my business here. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, why? Like, what, what's the, sure. you know, that, that, I love that why question. Why, why? You keep asking it enough and you really start saying, oh, that's right. Maybe that's not what the overarching, or that doesn't help facilitate us to reach our overarching goal. Well, if it doesn't, and move on. Mm-hmm. It's classic, you know, Jack Welch. Yeah. Right. He's like, look, if we can't be the best at these two or three things, whatever it was, then scrap it and let's focus on the primary objective. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times that, you know, that that defining the the goal or the objective is, is something that's sometimes skipped over when it's like, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why? Yeah. If you start asking, well, it's a good point. Maybe I don't want to go there. All right. Well, cool. Let's redirect and go where we actually, you know, can reach our goal or our objective. Yeah, finding somebody that can ask that why question without it being a... Because the why question leads to a good answer, but it can also come across as a um, confrontational question Mm -hmm. to some, right? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to do that? Because I want to. Right, right. (laughs) Okay, let's figure it out. Well, and that's good. Like, you know, if that happened, like, all right, good, (laughs) but let's... Let's dig a little deeper. Come deeper with me. Sure. Like, let's figure out why. Like, yeah. I know that that's your immediate reaction, yeah. but step back and really explain me why. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think part of my value proposition with, you know, again, in the, in the agency world on the, you know, the, the B2B side is, you know, I'd like to think that I'm a decent communicator or I'm decent, like, you know, interpersonal um, skills. But, you know, I think part of that is saying, yeah, well, look, I'm, look, we're trying to help you here. All right. Yeah. So let's, Let's clear the slate. Let's let's focus for you know however long we need to, but let's really understand that. And it's yeah, it's it's radical candor, right? Mm-hmm. It's this book sitting here behind me we were talking about earlier, and it's like that doesn't just come right away. I mean, of course not, but you've got to develop a relationship sure. with whether it be your your spouse or your business partner or a client or whoever it is. You have to build a relationship to where you can have some radical candor. Yep. And then when they do say hey, I want to do this, and you say, why? Mm-hmm. They understand, you know, the, the deeper, the deeper um, theme of what's going on and why you're asking that question, and it's not just a confrontational thing. So it's not as easy as flipping a switch and saying, hey, cool, mm-hmm. let's, let's figure this out. It's got to build that relationship with, um, again, <laughs> spouse, kid, wife, you know, um, client, business partner, whatever it may be. Yep. And, um, and that's a goes back to the resume. You can't, how, what do you, how do you put that on a resume? Yeah. Right. That skill. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, r- radical candor comes with the relationship because if it's not, if you don't have the relationship there, it's not radical candor. It's, what's the it's, term she uses? I forget what it is, but it's, it's just like a, a <laughs> almost like a reactive. Yeah. You're basically just a jerk. I can't yeah, remember what yeah. she called it. We'll go it, with jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, you mentioned overarching goals. What are yep. your, what are your personal overarching goals? Um, you know, so I was out in Colorado this past week and at a trade show at the outdoor retailer. And, um, obviously there's just a ton of, of dialogue and interaction and, and good, you know, good creative sharing. And, 
you know, somebody asked me that and I was just like, it, it sounds simple and I don't, I don't mean it to be, this isn't a cop out answer, but I, I love to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. in situations, whether that be an endurance event, whether that be in a, oh, a new client, that's a big issue that we've got to kind of work through, but also do like comfort, right? And that's human nature as well. And so, you know, it's been 18 months or so since starting the agency and, and a little over a year since human power movement. And so my goals are, I, again, that sounds like a cop-out answer, but I want to find comfort, mm-hmm. right? I want to be, I want to be able to provide for my family. I want to have, you know, be able to go do my, my bike events or, you know, whatever it is on the weekends, if I want, um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily need to have like my, it depends on how you define success, right? Mm-hmm. My success is not financially driven. Yeah. We all have to pay rent or mortgage or bills or whatever, but my overarching goals are to, this is no different than any other parent. I want to set my kids up for the, the most amount of success as possible. Mm-hmm. And so and actually, so after I left the center, I came home and I told my wife, I said, we're moving to Sweden. She's like, Oh my God, what the hell's wrong with you? And I was like, well, no, 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 no. Like, hang on, hang on. And I said, well, hear me out. Like, we live in Huntersville. And I'm like, no offense. I love where we're at and all this stuff. But I'm like, setting those two kids up for success is not living in a cookie-cutter development in Huntersville, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Love Huntersville. Don't have an issue with it. But I'm like, that's not what's going to set them up for success. Mm -hmm. And so, if you you know, what's my overarching goal? It's like, yeah, like, I want to rock the boat a bit. Like, I want to mess those kids up so bad that they're able to look at the world in a different way and say, yeah, like, cool. I can speak a different language or I understand, you know, sure. different cultures of the world or whatever it is. And so, you know, success, I mean, all right, well, professionally, yeah, cool. I want to help clients, of course. I mean, obviously, personally, I'm like, yeah, I want to <laughs> I want to screw my kids up so where they can get out in the real world and be able to understand, oh, okay, I get it. I get the bigger picture here. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of a two-part, two-part piece, but I, I gravitate more towards you know, what, what are my goals personally? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not to knock the professional sure. side, but I just think that, you know, if it boils down to it, people on their, on their deathbed are going to say, what's important to you? Did you find success in life? Mm-hmm. They're not going to talk about, well, I was a 30 year veteran of XYZ company. No, I mean, that's, that's not what's ultimately important. Mm-hmm. It's more on the personal side. So when, they, when you ask a question, I, I tend to go more on the personal side. Which again, if clients are watching, I don't want them to think I don't care about them. That's not it. But you know, c- come with me and come a little deeper with it. I sure. guess would be my my reaction to them and say, yeah, well, there's there's more to it than just the the professional side. Can you copy this key? That's a question we get asked about three thousand four hundred twenty-two times a year. And how can you actually be sure that the person who asked that question is supposed to get a copy of that key? Well, we think you should always know who can copy your keys to your business and your home because it could be your neighbor, an old employee, a contractor, or even worse, your mother-in-law. At LockDock Security, we believe in protected key systems, so you always know who has a copy of your key. To find out more, visit LockDock.net or stop by our Charlotte location. LockDock Security, helping you protect your people and your property. I noticed here uh, you also uh, recently completed a seven-year challenge of running a half marathon in all 50 states. Yeah. So which, um, and I'm, I'm starting to write a, a journal entry on that too. And so that, that one's been a really interesting one because, um, again, I played college football and I was 260 some pounds. So I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now. And mm-hmm. 
when I was done, I was like, I got to do something, you know, (laughs) this isn't healthy for me to sustain this. And I was a personal trainer. Some of my clients were into marathons and they got me into, um, into a half marathon in Virginia beach. And I I ran that one. And then I'm from Pennsylvania. I ran one up in Philly and I had about five States or so when I moved to Charlotte for grad school. And at that point, you know, young, young, dumb, and in love. I was like, well, it'd be fun to run one in every state, right? Mm -hmm. My thought was it was a good excuse to stay active. Mm -hmm. It was a good excuse to travel and it's a good excuse to, you know, just kind of have, have a longer term something to work towards. And, um, you know, little did I know, obviously at the time, of course, young, dumb, and in love, but, um, it was an amazing experience. Like it was just awesome. For, for all those reasons I thought it would be like, I got to, you know, literally I'm 38 now. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been to every single state. Mm-hmm. I've seen some amazing places. It's been in what I would consider a productive, you know, productive way. Sure. And I've just learned a ton. So you go back to like, you know, some people just jump into a race without doing it. So, you know, I used to sign up for races and all this kind of stuff. And I have banded at a few races. And I'll, I'll admit that. Again, I was a race director at the Whitewater Center. So I get the the hypocrisy of that. But we were in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Mm -hmm. and we had just had our oldest son, Miles. Um, He was like maybe a year old. And we had, we had flown to Grand Rapids. The race was like an hour away. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody slept the night before. So it was kind of one of those. And I woke up in the morning. I was like, man, like, I don't want this race to dictate our trip. Mm -hmm. Like, I got to get everybody up, drive an hour. They're going to, hang out and, you know, wait for me to run around mm-hmm. and then we'll have to drive back. And I was like, that just doesn't, it didn't sit well with me. So I said, well, let's scrap that. Mm-hmm. I'll just come up with a route and just, you know, fortunately there was a greenway in Grand Rapids and, um, ended up running this, like, and en- ended at this brewery that I really wanted to go to. And so after that, I was like, that's just a, like, that was more impactful to me than, sure. all right, lining up for the start, yeah, running to the finish. Cause I got to create my own route. I got to do it on my own time. It was less impactful for the family. And so really after that, I was like, well, I don't like I'm doing this challenge for me, right? This is not anything official. So I said, I'll just, I want to go run places that I want to run. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be dictated by, hey, well, there's a race on Saturday at this specific location. Sure. So after that, it was really kind of a, 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 a cool, not a, not a switch that was flipped, but I was just like, yeah, like that was kind of part of the reason I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to do my own thing. And so um, that kind of opened up more possibilities for, for running in different, like Glacier National Park or wherever. I mean, all these amazing places that, yeah. I've, that I've run because it's not tied specifically to a, well, hey, the race director could only get a permit to start and finish in this location. Sure. So that kind of opened up. Maybe that helped facilitate a little bit more of my, you know, independence, yep. you know, on the professional side. We're like, yeah, I like the idea of creating my own route or having my own experience that I don't need to rely on someone else for that. Makes sense. So it was cool. So we, we went to Alaska in September and, uh, that was the last, last state, which was a, and so a, a really cool, um, aspect of that race was again, I was just running my own thing, sure. just completely on my own in this beautiful park in Anchorage. And I, I was looking on the map literally a couple of days before, and there was like a ski resort, mm-hmm. like right off the corner of, of Anchorage. And I was like, well, that'd be cool to like literally run down the ski slope as I finish my 50th state. And sure enough, there's literally a race going on. And yeah. I'd run 10 and a half miles. And this was like a 4.2K, which is almost exactly the distance that I needed. And it was just running up and down this, this ski slope. And I walk in and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like there's an actual race going on. So I jumped in. I talked to a bunch of people and they're like, yeah, cool. Go for it. 
I jumped in and as I was finishing, my wife showed up and she had told everybody, you know, that, Hey, my, she probably said my idiot husband is like doing all these States and, and is about to finish. So we're in COVID, everything is a little bit funky, but literally the last steps of the entire 50 state goal, seven year goal yeah. was through this finish arch of a race oh, wow. running down a ski slope in Anchorage, Alaska. Dude. And everybody was like around cheering me yeah. on because my wife had come and told him about it. So it was just like this. That's incredible. It was like this storybook finish sure. of this, you know, seven or eight year you know, goal that I just randomly set for myself, mm-hmm. uh, back in, back in the day. So it, they, it just ended up, up being, they set up a whole finish line just for you. It was amazing. <laughs> and they did, they, they like gave me a bunch of swag and stuff yeah. like all over. It was, it was kind of a really kind of a surreal moment, yeah. but, um, it was kind of a cool culmination of the, of the multi-year process for yeah. sure. So no, that, that's an incredible, that's an incredible feat. And mm-hmm. to have it end like that is, is, uh, yeah. impressive. Yeah. I did go through this stage where I was like, Oh man, what not right. It's like the, Oh, now that you've accomplished something, like what's what's next? Mm-hmm. So um, I've kind of I've set a few other goals for myself in the running in the in the cycling world that I'll maybe we'll, we'll TBD that, but we'll uh, we'll come back to that a little bit later. So very cool. Real, just to kind of to tie a bow on this, you've got human power movement. Yep. Um, where can people find out more about that? Um, <laughs> Instagram. Okay. Which is why I'm on Instagram all the time. So human power movement at human power movement. Um, website is humanpowermovement.com. Um, there is a Strava club, um, same thing as clubs, it's backslash human power movement. Um, and then, um, yeah, so we do, there's like an online store, the journal, all that stuff is all on the website, all the upcoming challenges and events. Um, and then MJ Bratton, same thing. I do have Instagram for MJ Bratton. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody goes, they'll very quickly see, um, I think my, I have three posts on there, two of which are the logos, one of which in the middle says, we focus on driving value to our clients, not on building our Instagram following, which is the whole idea. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to get caught up in that. Like that's, that's a, a B2B, yeah. you know, service. And so I'm like, that's, you know, Instagram's a B2C. So, but I use that platform to share their stuff, to promote them, which is the whole idea, right? Yep. I want to be a value add for them. So, um, Instagram is MJ Bratton agency and the website is MJ Bratton. Very cool. Well, we appreciate, dude, I appreciate the conversation today. No, thank it's, you. it's been impactful. Major takeaways, you know, is, is really understanding the, uh, the execution of the, the path to get where you want to go. Right. If it's through human powered movement or if it's through executing a business strategy. Yeah. What is the path? What are the steps I need to take? And what does the, the end goal look like? Yeah. And the, the one last thing, we didn't really talk too much on it, but I, I'm reading up on you guys quite a bit. And there's there's this term authenticity that has come up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And that is just massively important to, to me personally, mm-hmm. um, as well as professionally. And so I think that's something that kind of, you know, that's kind of a common thread that weaves through all of this stuff yeah. is that is that a a a never ending desire and and focus on maintaining authenticity in whatever, you know, whatever way that I mean that varies from industry and sure. everything and from person to person, but that is just a massive piece that I think that integrating authenticity into into what is being done is is a surefire way to kind of elevate the whole experience or really kind of the, the cream rises to the top. If, you know, we all know people, people see through <laughs> inauthentic things. And so, especially in the marketing world oh, and, yeah. and in the branding world and stuff. So, you know, we, we didn't talk a ton about that, but I know that's a big piece of what you guys are doing too. And, and I've obviously um, uh, been pretty steadfast in, in integrating that into what I'm doing again, personally, professionally, and otherwise. So that's a, you know, little, little nugget of knowledge of, of something that I'm cognizant of 
no matter what I do. So if there's anyone out there listening, I would I would very much advocate for integrating that authenticity in every single aspect of what you're doing. Be authentic in everything. Very cool. Hey, Adam, thank you very much for joining us today. It was a blast. Great conversation. And again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. A brand new episode is coming at you every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on the Facebook and YouTube the Facebook. And then also, if you want to go to the uh, website and subscribe to the audio version as well, hey, you're getting back into that drive time. You're going to be spending some time behind the wheel. Make sure you're subscribing to those latest podcasts. It's lockdoc.net slash podcast. Check it out there and we'll see you next week right here on the Coffee Break Podcast.